0: In Jesus' name, amen. Give somebody a knuckle bump, tell them, man, this is going to be good. <laughs> I, I want to do a little experiment this morning. I need your help. I need your participation. And uh, right now, what I, I'm getting ready. I'm going to ask you a question. Then I'm going to count to three, and you're going to shout out your answer, okay? And it's a simple, it's a simple question, and you, you know, and don't don't make it too difficult. Don't try to analyze what's he up to, what's he doing here. You know, it's not that deep. Uh, but just when, when I ask the question, just you know, instantly the answer should come. It shouldn't take a whole lot of time, and 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 then we're going to count to three, and then we're going to shout it out together. Now when I ask the question, don't just shout it out because you'd be the only guy going, and it'd be kind of weird. So uh, we, we want to do this together, okay? Together. Look at your neighbor, and say, I'm three. Okay. So, so here's what, again, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the question. The answer is going to come up in your head. You're going to wait. I'm going to say one, two, three, and you're going to shout it out. Okay. You understand the definition of the word shout? Cause earlier I don't think he got it. Okay. When, when we were shouting to God, it was like, okay shout you know make some noise okay it's a very simple thing and well i don't want anybody to think i'm weird though. it's too late okay <laughs> way past that uh we got cameras catching you coming in and it's on the board over there at, at uh is that Gisa? Hapo. sorry sorry Hapo's happo sign okay uh anyways okay here's the question it's very you know and i, you, I don't don't get all spiritual on me because it won't work uh what's your favorite flavor of ice cream Okay, your favorite flavor of ice cream. You got it? One, two, three. Now? Okay, okay. We're, okay, you understand what we're doing now? You got your flavor? You got your, your, your flavor? Okay, on three, just shout it out really loud. One, two, three. I haven't a clue what you said. It, to me, it sounded like... Yeah, it's a great flavor, right? It's a great flavor. Let's, let's suppose that, that, your, that your favorite flavor was uh, Rocky Road. Okay. Let's say. Okay. So everybody on three, just just go with this. On three, just shout Rocky Road. One, two, three. Rocky Road. Did you notice that we all understood that? You, you know, a lot of times we're shouting really loud what what we like, what we like. You know, uh, if I had more time, I, when I was when I was getting ready for the weekend, I thought about having, uh, you know, Tony and. And uh, Ryan and, and TJ and myself, uh, and we'd all play the same song, just in different keys. You know, and like like Tony, we'd have you do, you know, D minor, and, and have Ryan playing in B flat. And I could do F sharp, because that's one of my, I love F sharp. And uh, TJ, he's out of tune already. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we could just play it, and then, try to, and then try to sing to it. And even though it's the same thing, but it's not in harmony, it's a mess, and a lot of us you know we're, we're shouting we're shouting what we want, but uh, it, and we think that's the point but the, but the point is that uh, all it is is confusion It's, it's just confusion because it, it's, there's, there's no harmony there's, uh, you know God's really about harmony. You get in the word and you study the word and you find out that hey there's many members of the body, but yet there's only one function and and, and, and so we we got we to gotta get in alignment. With each other, but more importantly, with God, huh? With, with, with God. And, and not only all doing the same thing, but doing it in harmony, right? And so that, it, so that it's beautiful. Uh, you know, one of the things, and, and I don't think a lot of times we, we stop to understand what's going on, you know, during, during praise and worship, during the musical portion of the service, you know, one of the things that we're forced to do is all begin to say the same thing. You know, the words are up there, and, and there they are, and, and you're doing this. And, and, and it, brings, it brings us into a place where, uh, uh, you know, togetherness, of unity, of oneness, of, of harmony. And there's an anointing that flows when that occurs. There, there, there's, there's a supernatural, uh, you know, injection of the pra- God said he inhabits the praises of his people. Right. And and God moves in and the Holy Spirit comes upon it. And, and, and you know, and I've been in places uh, where they, they had no instrumentation, uh, you know, di- different places around the world. They just had a, you know, a, a, a drum and, and, and their worship and praise stuff was so awesome because, uh, you know, they just they, they just come in and God, God moves in on that. God loves that. You know, where brethren dwell together in unity, he commands the blessing. And, and there's just, there's just something about that where you give up kind of what you're looking for, what your desire is, what your favorite flavor is, and, and, and you get in alignment with what, you know, with the direction of the Holy Spirit, and there comes a, there, there comes, there comes an anointing, and, uh, Jesus even said that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings you have perfected praise. Think about that, perfected praise. He was quoting from Psalms 8 where it says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings you have ordained strength to silence the enemy. You've got to understand something. that There's, there's an anointing that comes on your life. You have the ability to silence hell. And, and, you know, and some of us, you know, think about that. You know, during praise and worship, during the, during the musical portion of the service, a lot of times you, know, you're, uh, you might be doing great, but there's other people in the room who hell is just won't leave them alone. And they need a moment of silence you know, from hell. They need to shut hell up. And and together, that's kind of what we're doing, you know. He said, "You have the you have the you have the power to to shut hell up through your praise," and, and it's important that you understand that. That's part of your 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 you know you're you're in the priesthood, right? You're in the priesthood, right? You're you're in the priesthood, right? I'm thinking I might be in the wrong room. We're in the priesthood, right? We've been. I'll show it to you in a minute. That 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 he, God's called you a priest. What's the duty of a priest? Well, uh, worship. Is not a slow song. Worship, uh, you know, in a musical sense, you know, you might consider slow music worship and fast music, music prayer. but worship is a lifestyle. Worship is, worship is who you are. Remember, I, 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 I'm begging you to uh, present your body a holy sacrifice unto God. Uh, you know, which is the least that you can do the, the message Bible Romans 12 It says take your everyday ordinary life You're eating sleep and going to work life and bring that as your worship to god uh, the new living testament says that, you know that 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 you you know It's a, it's about worship. It worships who you are praises what you do Okay, you're, you're anointed for that I said you're anointed for that And how do you activate the anointing in your life to silence hells through praise Just so you understand it, it's not through complaining Hello? Well, I think a lot of times people are under the impression that they complain enough that there's going to be, you know, they're going to silence hell. No, hell's got you dancing to its tune now. And there's an anointing on your life, and you need to operate in that anointing. See, that's God's will for your life. Right? I said that's God's will for your life. What do you think the will of God is, you know, for my life in this situation? Well, one thing is that no matter what happens, he's going to be praised. Right? And that's always God's will. He's going to be glorified. He's going to be exalted. Uh, he, he's, going to be, he's going to be lifted up. He's going to be uh, the one that takes the credit for what's going on. Look at James 4.7. James 4.7 from the message. It says, let God work his will in you. So let God work his will in you. See, a lot of times it, we're, we're so focused on what we want that we forget that it's his will that's supposed to be worked in us. Right. Uh, King James says, submit to God, resist the devil and he'll flee. And and that's that's great. Submit, submit to God. Uh, Submission doesn't start until really until you're in disagreement. You know, up until you disagree, you're in agreement. You're just in agreement. But there's there's an anointing increase when when you can stay surrendered to God even though you don't agree. There are some things that God might ask you to do that you're not real excited about, but you choose to do it anyways. All of a sudden, you're in submission. Now there's an anointing on that, and hell is going to flee from you. Come on. You guys, hang with me this morning. We're going to have to crank it up here in just a minute and get rolling. And, and you, you got to help me. You know, just, even if you don't like it, just say amen real loud every now and then. It will help. Okay. Uh, so let God work his will in you. Right? So in let, letting God's will be done in you, and, and, and it says here, yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Yell aloud, no. You know, a few weeks ago uh, at, at a men's meeting, I was sharing with the guys how uh, different mind storms had, had. You know, I was dealing with different thought processes, different thoughts that were coming. And, and things that I would conquered years ago, and it was just more of an irritation to me. You know, it's not, it, wasn't a, it wasn't an issue. It was just, man, here come these thoughts, and I'm having to, you know, and I finally got to the point where I was just... You know spiritually irritated by, by that by those thoughts and what, you know, what in the world's going on, and so I just say no and and, and go on and, and you know and it 's really kind of weird you know when you're when you 're riding down the street on your bike and you 're at a stoplight and, and cars are there and it 's hot, and their windows are down, and you 're sitting there and, 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 and they 're in their car, and the guy next to him' is going, "No And... <laughs> Light screen, and, 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 and I didn't know it was Bible till this week. I hadn't really thought about it. Yell a loud no to the devil, watch him scamper. You know, I, I think that a lot of us, what we need to do is, is recognize what, what the goal is and realize that, you know, because a lot of us are fighting, you know, uh, and, and we're struggling and we're, we're, we're pressing towards proving our point, you know, or winning the argument which is not the goal. The goal isn't to win the argument. The goal is to produce the peace that passes all understanding, It keeps our heart and mind riveted on Him. The goal the goal, is to glorify God. So sometimes, you know, you could end your, the drama with one yet, loud no. Just... You know, because what, what would that mean in certain, you know, uh, situations? Yelling a loud no to the devil just means, I'm not going to fight for my right. right. You know, well, I have a right to this. Well, I'm not going to fight for it because it's just producing chaos, and I, and I would rather have peace than prove I'm right. Amen. So, yell a loud no. You've got an anointing on your life, and if you'll use it, 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 will, it will silence hell. See, you've got to understand that God's will for your life is a lot better than your plan. Right. See, we, we have this plan, and, and, and there's different things, and we think that there's certain things that have come up to block our plan, and not, there's no weapon that can be formed against you that can prosper. Come on, aren't we believers? Well, it sure feels like there's weapons that are prospering. It doesn't say no weapon will be formed against you. It just says they won't work. Right? It didn't say that it wouldn't be irritating. Matter of fact, it, it, it probably is going to be kind of rough and tough, but that's what makes praising God so awesome. That's what, that's what, that's what makes, uh, you know, giving God glory uh, on a hard day, that's what makes it so powerful. It, it, you know, uh, the mountains of circumstance. Can't, see, the mountains of circumstance, they only serve to echo the praises of Him who has been called out of darkness and translated into the marvelous light of God's dear Son. So really, the best day to praise Him, the best day, the best day to say, I don't care anymore about what I used to care about is the day that it ain't looking so good. You gotta let God's will be done in you. Let God work His will. You gotta understand something. Just one aspect of His will we're gonna talk about today. One aspect of God's will. God, it is God's will that you live under the umbrella of His favor. That, that you, you, no, hear me. It is God's will that you live under the umbrella of God's favor. Oh, baby. You know, we we talked about it last week, that without without renewing your mind, you'll never learn God's will. So if if you don't allow God to change the way you think, you'll be thinking that this issue is ripping you off in life. It can't. It, why? Because I because I'm living under the umbrella of God's favor. If God is for me, who cares what comes up against me, right? Because because I got favor going out in front of me, I got favor coming up behind me, I got favor protecting me on all sides. This, uh, you know. You know, my, my, my mission statement for for my life is just to humiliate hell. I just love to humiliate hell. And, and it, 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 that's what I want to do when I get out of bed morning. I just want to humiliate hell. I, I really don't. I, you know, a lot of times, you know, I know that there's people who think I ought to care a lot about certain things. And dang it, I've tried and I just can't. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that just, I don't care. You know, uh, 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 but can we humiliate hell together? You know, can we go after the favor of God together? You know, check, check this out. I just want to encourage you today. And I want you to understand that you've got the favor of God surrounding you. Amen. Check this out. Ephesians 2.10. We are God's handiwork. It, by the way, you're not going to be His handiwork. You are. His handiwork. His workmanship recreated in Christ. Born anew that you can do good works which He planned beforehand. God's got a, you know, he, He's got plans for you, right? I said God's got plans for you. That's why you need to let Him work His will, because His will is going to produce the best outcome for your life. So, you know, if you would run after His will, you, you'd, you'd be willing to drop your plan, because His will is so good. But look at what it says. He said, uh, Taking paths which He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. I, I love this line. Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Living the good life. (laughs) Living the good life that he prearranged, made ready. I'm telling you that the favor of God has the ability to rearrange the furniture of your life. (laughs) Guys, I'm about ready to lose it right now. You know, I'm almost at the point. I don't care if you get revelation or not. I got it. Okay. okay. Uh, look, look at this. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. You know, you know, one of the things that frustrates hell so bad is that God does not wait until you're in trouble before he makes a way out of trouble for you. He went ahead and prepared paths Ahead of time for you to take. I know you're thinking that your current situation has totally shocked God. You know, you really think he's up there going, whoa, I never thought about that. You know, I knew Todd was strange, but I had no idea he could create that big of a mess. What are we going to do? No, he, he ahead of time, God prepared a path. All you got to do is, you know, get in a book and find it and it'll lead you to peace. Right. I said, I said, it'll lead you. You know, that's why for a child of God, quitting is never really an option. The only thing, the only thing that heaven can't help you with is when you quit, when you make a declaration, that's over. Okay. Because when that's over, that's over. But, but when you stand and refuse it, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not moving off the promise of God. I'm telling you that the promise of God is going to be yours. And, you know, look at your neighbor tell him, don't ever give up on a promise. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and He's the end. So when it's over, he'll tell you. Hello? I said, he'll he'll let you know. You'll know. You want to know how you'll know? Because you'll be better than you were when you started. Amen? Your final outcome is always better than your current condition. One of the things that you just got to wrap your heart and your mind around this this fact is that this is your time for favor. This is my time for favor. This This is my time. For favor, a lot of us are waiting on something, you know. And the enemy lies to us and he tells us all kinds of stuff and it sounds really spiritual and we latch on. You know, like, this, this, is, this is one of the thoughts that I think the enemy plants in the minds of people to just really mess them up. But he'll, he'll say something like this. The Lord is so mysterious. God is mysterious God. He's a mysterious God. You cannot write a book. Declaring who you are, what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do, and remain mysterious. The Lord is mysterious. Uh, All I was trying to tell you is that you shouldn't have a clue what's going on, so don't expect any answers. How stupid is that? Uh, can Can I tell you something about God? He's the most predictable being that ever existed. Well, I don't know what God's going to do. Well, can you not read? You know, because maybe that's where we ought to start. You know, if you know anything about God, you know what He's going to do. You might not know how He's going to do it, but you know exactly what is going to happen every single time. Come on, you know. Think about your current situation and go ahead and laugh at yourself a little bit. Just tell yourself, "I'm an idiot." because I've bought into the lie of the enemy and I get so freaked out and hyper-focused on, on a circumstance, but yet I already know the end. I already know that He's going to bless me. I already know that he, He's going he's to lift me up. I already know that He's going to lead me through it, that He's made a way for me, that I'm, I'm not forsaken, I'm not forgotten. I already know He's on my side. I already know I got His favor. How do you know? Because it's my time for God's favor. Ain't no mystery. The mystery is why we act surprised. You know, what's God's expectation of you? He expects you to win. Every time. He expects you to, regardless, every mountain, every valley, every situation, He's prepared a way for you. Why? So you could win. It's not in preparation. It's not under construction. He prepared it ahead of time. Ahead of time, before there was time, he had it, he had you handled. He's got you covered. Look at your neighbor tell him he's got me covered. <laughs> you just need to understand who you are. Look at first Peter two nine. You're a chosen generation, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people, that you might proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look at that. You're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Here you are. You're, you're, the, you're, you're in the priesthood. There's an anointing that comes with that office. Right? I said, <coughs> excuse me, I said there's an anointing that comes with that office. Right? That, what's that anointing? It silences hell. How? By proclaiming. Look at what it says. You're, you're, you are a chosen general, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's special people, so you can proclaim the praises of him. That's your job as a priest. How hard is it? I'm getting hammered right now. Great. Praise God. I think, you know, uh, maybe another verse. Uh, Rejoice in the Lord. When? When? See you know the word Why are we doing the word We know we know the word Well I just don't know what to do Yes you do Stop lying to yourself That's what James said he said you know you get in the book and you see who you are and then you go away and immediately you forget who you are Who are you You're a royal priest What's the royal priest do? He proclaims the goodness of God. But, but, but it's, it's windy outside. You live in Kennewick. <laughs> right? What do you do? You proclaim the goodness of God. Well, don't you understand that the, the odds are stacked against me. You proclaim the goodness of God. The doctor said you're going to die. You proclaim the goodness of God and hurry up. You ain't got much time left. I'd, I'd rather die proclaiming his goodness than live a long time bitter and broken. I mean, seriously, well, we don't want to give anybody false hope. I'd like to baptize you for about an hour. You know it, proclaiming God's goodness all the time, of course. Yeah you know. <laughs> I, I have to hurry. Dear Lord, is that clock right? Would you turn it back? Okay, um, Okay. Revelation one five, one six. 1.6. Revelation 1, six. it says that he has made us uh, to be kings and priests. You have to look that one up on your own. It's not hard. It's in the back of the book. It's Revelation, last, last chapter, uh, last book. Just get, get there and read that. It says, he hath made us to be kings and priests. I think we're, you, you understand your priestly anointing? Worship's who you are, praises what you do, Okay. So just, just realize that there ought not be anything that's big enough to determine what kind of praise you're gonna, you're gonna give. Uh, you're gonna praise in spite of what you're facing, okay? But you have an anointing as a priest, but you also have one as a king. He hath made us to be kings and priests. You're a king. Look look at somebody tell him, you're a king. Uh, here's the deal. You, you you know that God that Jesus is the King of. See you do know the word. He's the King of Kings. Well, if he's the King of Kings, then he is a King over kings, who are the kings that he's the King over. We are. We are. And, and I got to tell you something. A king behaves differently. A king has a different mindset. That's why you've got to renew your mind according to the Word of God. Because you can't think like somebody who's not a king. You've got to think like you are a king. Right? And, and you have an anointing. And let me tell you something that kings, one of the differences, kings don't negotiate. You, you're, not, you're not supposed to negotiate with the devil, you're supposed to legislate. Okay, that's what a king does. Well, I don't feel like a king will tell your feelings to shut up. One of the things you're going to have to do to operate in the anointing that God's placed upon your life is you're going to have to learn, you know, really how to deal with the emotional realm, your feelings. you got to learn, you got to learn how to dominate your feelings. Because I've got to tell you something about your feelings. Your feelings are fickle. Because one thing today that upsets you yesterday, you were participating in. You, you know, the thing, the thing that you don't like today, tomorrow, you're going to love it. Why? Because your feelings are just all over the place. You, your feelings are messed up. And, and, and that's, that's, that's why, you know, uh, Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded. That's all emotional driven. Sense, reason, just no Holy Spirit. And that leads to death. But to be spiritually minded, that's where the life and the peace is at. Right? So you've you, you got to dominate your feelings. And you gotta realize that as a king, you're not negotiating with the, with the enemy. You are legislating. You're dictating the terms as to how things ought to be in your world. And when things begin to occur that aren't acceptable, you legislate and you, you drive it out and you refuse to allow it and you do not permit it. You realize, uh, uh, you know, that so- sometimes in different parts of the country, you know, to burn uh, your trash, you have to go get a permit. Right. You got to get a burning permit. You got you got to get a permit and you go you go to the office, you know, and and uh, in that county and and you you walk in and and you ask for a permit so that you can do what you want to do. And and see, and that's that's why uh, you and I got to realize that we have this authority that we can permit anything. But you have to you have to legislate. There's some things you ought not permit. The enemy is doing some things in your life that you ought to step up and say, you don't have a permit for that. Now pack up and get out because I'm going to operate in my kingly anointing. I'm going to begin to legislate some things so that my life lines up with what God's word says it should be. See, I'm going to stand on God's word. I understand I'm standing under the authority of God's word and I'm going to legislate in my life. I'm not going to allow the devil to call the shots while I watch and then I end up dancing to his music. I'm gonna set the rhythm and watch the devil dance and he's gonna do the scamper dance. Right? Yell aloud no to the devil. How, how do I how, how do I yell I can't yell I can't just yell at the devil. No, you have authority as a king to legislate. And you you know what? He he's got to obey you. If he you know what he does is he comes to check out to see if you understand your authority. Are you standing under the authority of God's Word, or are you easily moved? And you you just have to say, you know what, I'm not going to negotiate with hell. I'm going to humiliate hell. I'm going to dominate the devil in my life, and and I'm not going to compete. I'm going to declare. Somebody say amen. Amen look at Matthew 16:19, he said, "I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on Earth is going to be loosed in heaven. You've been given the keys, you have the authority to loosen, to bind, and whatsoever you bind, whatsoever you loose, in other words, heaven is going to respond to your actions. When you're not acting on the word of God, you have handicapped heaven. how did this happen to me? I'm a good little Christian. I've tried so hard. I've paid part of my tithes. I go to church 1.4 times a month. I'm a committed little Christian. And you're talking to God, right? You're talking to God. You're telling Him about it. He ain't responding. Somebody says, come on, just have faith in God. And you're saying, well, God doesn't answer my prayers. I've talked to God. I talked and talked and talked and talked and talked to God, and he hadn't responded at all. You do realize that you can do a lot of talking with absolutely no communicating. There's, there's a restaurant that our family enjoys going to, and there's a, there's a waitress at that restaurant that loves our family. And she comes to the t- and she greets us at the door every single time, you know, and she starts talking. And I just smile, and <laughs> I don't know what she says at all. And sometimes I can figure out portions of it, about 30%. She's asking about the boys, and she knows, and she always gets them confused. You know, Stephen, TJ, and Evan. And, 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 and Stephen's in Tulsa, and we'll go in, and TJ will be with us, and she'll say, Oh, you're home! We just go, Yeah, because 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 we can talk, but we can't communicate. You know, it's kind of like the drive through you pull up to the box and you talk to it. And then you get the bag and you realize we did not communicate. (laughs) See, in order to communicate with God, see, a lot of us, a lot, many, many, many people talk to God. They don't communicate with God. Why? Because he doesn't understand that language. He don't speak that language. He doesn't speak complaining. He doesn't speak bellyache. He, he, he doesn't respond to negativity. He watches over his word. And if you're going to communicate with heaven, you're like, well, I'm binding and I ain't being bound. Are you, are, are you using Bible talk? Are you communicating with God? That's where your anointing's at. See, uh, you, you, you have to know what to say because you're letting God's will be done in you. That's what Jesus was saying when he said, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what he's literally saying is let there be days of heaven on earth. But if you're going to produce days of heaven on earth, first thing you have to do is you have to know heaven's vocabulary. And you got to use heaven's vocabulary so that you can have days of heaven be produced on earth. But before you can produce something on earth, you do realize that before you produce, you, something has to be impregnated. you you got to go home today pregnant. you got to take the seed of God's Word and get it on the inside of you. You've got to get pregnant with His Word so that you can produce on the earth what God's will in heaven is. You have, to, you have to renew your mind so that you can learn the will of God. Without renewing your mind, you'll never know God's will. But once you know God's will, now you've got to get impregnated with it so that you can produce it, legislate it, demand it and and drive the enemy out when he's trying to trying to undermine God's will. That's that's what the enemy is against. He's going to fight. Uh, of course there's going to be opposition, but it's okay because God's already ahead of time prepared a way that will maneuver you around all the opposition. Cuz you've got his favor. This is your time for God's favor in your life. Somebody shout amen. You know, you start communicating with God and all of a sudden I'm telling you, all of a sudden, power shifts and a change comes. Look at Psalms 102, verse 13. You will arise and have mercy on Zion. Zion's the church. For the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. The set time to favor God's church is now. This is my time. This is your time for God's favor. I didn't I didn't mean to bum you out. Uh you know every device has a trigger. Your mouth is the faith trigger. If you don't say it, you ain't going to see it. Hello? Um And, you know, to produce it, you probably will have to become a little bit more excited about it. Just saying. If if favor on your life doesn't ignite excitement in you, probably won't ignite too much excitement in your enemy either. I'm just saying. You, you, You have to understand that favor is not dependent upon or regulated by Other forces. It's not. It's not. Not dependent upon or regulated by the economy. Well, to do what God's called me to do, I'm going to need a lot of money. Joseph didn't have any money. He just had supernatural favor, and favor began to move him. Favor began to move him because the enemy would stick him in one spot, and favor would. Move him. His brothers sold him into slavery, but supernatural favor brought him into leadership. The leader's wife gets him into jail, but the favor of God brings him up to number two in the nation. Favor. You've got God's favor on your life. I said you've got God's favor. Upon your life. I mean, really, you ought to be going, shut the front door. The enemy, no matter what he tries, can't defeat me. No matter what he does, you understand how frustrating this is to hell? Because hell's trying to take you out and God keeps taking you up. Why? Because favor moved him. Here's a question for you. What's moving you? Is it fear? Is it, is, it, is it your feelings were hurt? What, what gets you to move? You know, is, is, it, is, it okay, is it okay? I only got like two or three more minutes, right? Is it, is it okay in the last two or three minutes if I just nail you a little? Okay, I'm going to anyway, so I'm hoping you're going to say okay. Because, see, here's the deal, is that, that a lot of us, a lot of us ended up here today because someplace back in our past ticked us off. Somebody hurt our feelings, and somebody upset us, or we didn't like something, or we didn't get what we wanted, and we were shouting, and God's will, but unfortunately it just wasn't in harmony. So what moved us? What moved us in the past? Come on, if you're not careful, that'll move you in your present, which means that that's going to dictate your future. But what if you decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stand under the authority of God's Word. Changing my understanding. I'm going to stand under what God says. And I'm going to allow His favor to begin to move me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow the favor of God to dictate my steps. I'm going to learn to talk God talk. Hello? I'm going to use I, I'm going to take God's word and meditate it. I'm going to marinate. I'm going to marinate in the in, in the word of God. You know what that's going to do? That's going to anchor. My soul. Revelation knowledge. Once you've received a revelation, you're unstoppable. I said you're unstoppable. Listen to what happened. You know, Genesis 12. Got to, got to rush. Genesis 12. He's talking to, to his man. He said, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you with abundant increase of favor. I'm going to make your name famous and distinguished, and you're going to be a blessing dispensing good to others. Can I tell you something? That that, that promise is your promise. God said, I'm going to bless you with abundant Increase of favors. You're going to be dispensing good to others. Your life is go, your life. Your life is going to be a blessing to others. Man, it, it, your enthusiasm right here is just amazing to me. You, you know, you know, if if you found out today, right now, if I told you that somebody had just deposited twenty thousand dollars into your, into your checking account, man, you'd be borrowing somebody's iPad, getting online right now. You'd be checking. <laughs> 20 grand, 20, 20 cheese, baby. I'm telling you, you got the favor of God. You, 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 here's your homework. You got to go home and you got to press into this until you get revelation knowledge. I said, you got to press into this until you get revelation knowledge. So because because you, you, you got there's a certain way that that somebody who understands favor, there's a certain way that they re, that they respond in life. OK, one more verse and we're done. Psalms five. Verses 11 and 12 It says, but let those, by the way, when it, when, when it says let, it means don't prevent, don't prevent. So in other words, if you, if you, the only way to stop this would be to prevent it somehow. So don't prevent it, but allow those who trust in you, let them rejoice. When you understand the favor of God, listen to me. When you understand that God's favor on you, you ain't going to have any problem trusting God. When you're trusting God, the word of God says, you're going to be a person who's in, you're constantly rejoicing. Testing one, two, testing one, two. Mic check, mic check, mic check. You know what the word rejoice means? It literally means to jump up and down, spinning in circles, making a loud clamorous noise. You you cannot rejoice quietly. I'm going to go ahead and finish. Help me, Jesus. I'm rejoicing. Let them ever sing. So in other words, the person who has favor on their life, in order to get them to hear a message, you've got to say, stop, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Not having to do that here, but uh, I'm just free to free to talk. Let them ever sing. Let them ever shout for joy. Man, you you know, I got favor on my life. (laughs) Uh, Why? Because you've made a covering over them. You made a covering over them. You're defending them. Let them who love your name be joyful in you. Let them be in high spirits. Come on, what's up with that depression? What's up with that downtrodden look? What's up with that, oh, we're not going to make it? Yes, you are. Look at at verse 12. For you, Lord, you're going to bless them. You're going to bless them. And with a shield, you surround them with favor. Dude, anybody, anybody who bumps into me is going to get favor on them. Anybody. Guys, today, I'm I'm not talking about next week and and, and if you pray long enough and if you fast for 40 days and, and if you give me a special love offering of $77 on the 7th. I'm talking about right now, today. You get to leave this place with this bubble of favor around you. Let, 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 me, tell you, let me tell you what it kind of looks like when you're, going, when you're going through life. Monday, Shelby and I celebrating our anniversary, right? 28 years of marital bliss. And, and uh, so, so last Monday, we got on the bike and we're getting out of Dodge, right? And we actually stopped at Dodge Junction and took a picture getting out of Dodge and and we're on the bike. And, and, you know, in the car last night, it's so funny because I was talking with one of my friends about the trip and he said, you know, man, it's just so cool because, you know, I'm talking about all the stops we made." And he said, you know, in the car, I've driven that route, but it's just as fast as we can go pedal to the metal. Just got to get there. And that's how I am in the car too. But on the bike, that's not the point. You know, the point isn't to get there. The point is everything we're going to do before we get there. Right and enjoying this thing and, and so uh, but you still you gotta you gotta turn that switch off you know because you and I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to go and and, and you know I'm so excited spending this time together and we're away from everything and I'm on the road and I'm kind of cruising along and, and there's a car up in front of me and I'm th- and I'm coming up to a spot where I can pass and, and and but I but I hear I hear the spirit of God and, and he says wait a minute just calm down you ain't no hurry you ain't no hurry you ain't no hurry and I'm like, oh, that's right. And, and, I, and so this, this bike, another bike, it's a crotch rocket. And, he, and, and get the dude, and, you know, he's got all the gear. He's looking cool. And, and he comes up alongside of me. And you know, and I'm, he's, he's, and he's, and he's at, and next to me and he goes, like that. And as he's doing the thing, I, out of the other corner of my eye, I notice suddenly there's a lot of dirt and dust. And I look ahead and the car that was in front of us had slammed the brakes on. She caught the front tires and the gravel off the shoulder of the road. And the car was spinning like this. And the dude's like, and, you know, looking at me. And, and he goes, zoom, right through a cloud of dust. And we power down and get off the side of the road. And, and a, gal, a young gal had, you know, a deer jumped out in the road. And she'd slammed on the brakes. And she'd spun out of control. And Shelby's hugging her and praying with her. And we're getting her car back. And the guy, he comes back because he, he has to find out what he just rode through. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm thinking it's so awesome that God's god is there, you know, to minister to this gal. And Shelby says, no, 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 no. you got to realize that it's favor of God that didn't have you smashing that deer. Because I was going to pass the car. I'm like, oh, yeah, favor. Got to favor God got to favor God. I'm alive. I've got to favor God. So, so we we, we're, we continue on our ride, and we we stop at Grangeville, and we're talking. I'm talking to a, to a local there in Grangeville, and and, uh, and he's telling me about the road that's going to go down into Riggins. And uh, by the way, if if you're not familiar with this area, it's in the middle of Hell's Canyon, and Riggins is where they came up with the word Hell, for Hell's Canyon. Because it, you know Riggins, uh, Riggins. It, he told me when you're dropping into Riggins, the temperature is going to increase 30 degrees. He was not joking. It was like 172. And we're going, down, we're going down in there. I asked Shelby, you know, you know uh, do you want to stop? And she pointed out that when you're going through hell, don't stop. So you know we're on the bike and, and so we're just we're, we're cruising through there and uh, we, and the you know, other side of Riggins and the end of the end of the road that bikers love you know and, and it's, it's corners and right along the river so there's a river on one side and big cliffs on the other side coming coming around coming around a corner and, and the traffic's coming towards us and the weird thing is is that there's cars passing each other and uh you know so and they're coming our way and and. I gotta tell you, man, it's just the peace of God that passes all understanding. And I just get over on the white line. I'm watching these guys go. The guy, the guy that is in his lane is honking, and, and, and his, his eyeballs look like the headlights on a '67 Volkswagen Beetle. And he's freaking out. And in the, in the car that's passing is like, and we're like, you know, and. Uh, uh, three vehicles on two-lane road and Just going through there Man, the favor of God The favor of God's out in front of you And it, it's following He's got you on all sides And thank you for your favor, Jesus And, 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 and the favor of God and, and you're, Oh, man, you shouldn't ride a bike Well, had we been in a car It wouldn't have been so easy to get past him And so thank God we were on a bike And, and uh, then, then we, 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 we're, we're going down the road and, and that road, you know And we're headed to McCall and, and, and all of a sudden Lights start popping up on my, on, on my, uh, 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 on my gauges and I'm thinking, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. <laughs> Father, I just thank you that you've blessed us. And I know you think I'm kidding, but I'm not. God, I just thank you that you've blessed us. <laughs> Pretty soon the speedometer goes, poof, turned off. Everything, poop, turned off. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> coasting 60, 65 miles an hour. Traffic's starting to catch us because we're not maintaining our speed. There is nowhere to get off. Father, I just thank you for the favor of God. Come down a little draw, and on, on my left is like a uh, it's like a gazebo, shade, rocks, and a parking lot. Suddenly, the size of our sanctuary. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. <sighs> get off the bike. And I'm really mechanical. I'm standing there going, "How do you take the seat off again?" Okay, there's a battery on this thing someplace. Something ain't working. Uh, I hit it, click it, click it, click it. Okay, I'm smart enough to know, man, I got the battery's dead. You know, something's wrong. And so, so, you know, so I'm standing there thinking, "What would Todd do?" Because I have the bracelet. W W T D. What would what would Todd do? So I pull my phone out and I, I pull my phone out and call Todd and I'm telling him, you know, I think it's the battery. And I'm standing there talking to him and and, and, and you hear this semi truck Jake brake come on and, and this guy pulls off into the parking lot. Semi truck. Uh, the side of his trailer says Sterling Batteries. And and uh. uh He gets out and he's on, he's he's got his headset and he's on his phone and and he's telling his friend, he says, I can't believe it. I was going to stop about five miles ago because I got a piece of jerky stuck between my teeth. I think there's some, uh, you know, some, uh, dental floss in the back, back here. I just got to get this jerky out of my teeth. And I'm standing there waiting for He gets out the phone and said, Hey, uh, you and I told Todd, I told Todd, you would not believe what just pulled in. I said, a, a, a battery delivery truck, you know, a semi full of batteries. He's like, shut up. And, and, and I asked the guy, I said, you don't happen to have a battery for a Harley Davidson on that. He goes, I think I have one. I'm like, I only need one. <laughs> right? Get the, I'm telling you, that's what favor looks like. Uh, I, I didn't have a screwdriver. I didn't, I'm not mechanical. I didn't take the tools. And Todd's like, you didn't take the tools? Well, Al pulled up and he had a screwdriver. And, and we put the battery in and rode the battery on home. We rode the bike on into McCall. And I'm telling you, this is what the favor of God looks like every day in your life. And, and, you're th- and I know what you're thinking. Well, that's you. No, no, no. That's us. It ain't got anything to do with me. It has to do with the favor of God that's upon your life. And and, and the fact that you have this anointing to legislate, and you can can respond to your circumstances in, in any way you choose to, but the end result is the product of the choice you made. It's not the product of the situation that you encountered. It's the product of the choice you made. And you can choose to use the anointing, or you can choose to lose the anointing. But the choice is yours, and you have God's favor on your life. And my question today is, are you using it? Uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, is, is it the favor of God that's moving you, or is it circumstances and situations? I guarantee you, if, if, if when the lights were flashing, if I went, I can't believe it! <laughs> slam the brake on, and we probably would have got ran over. Because there was no place to get off, and you don't understand how far we coasted. Just immediately, just slam, throw the bike into this, I'm going oh. I guarantee you, if when we come around the corner and there's two cars coming at us instead of one, if we'd have just freaked out and said, well, here we go. Come meet Jesus. <laughs> I guarantee you, if when God said, just calm down and enjoy the trip, you don't tell me what to do. We'd have had a new buckskin blanket. I'm telling you that you got some choices to make. You can, you can operate in, in the favor of God. It's your anointing. I said, It's your anointing. i double dog dare you. I, I said, I'd double dog dare you for the next 30 days to get up every day and say, The favor of God's going out ahead of me. God, you made a way for me. Before I got out of bed, it was ready. It's not under construction, but it's been prepared. I'm leaving the house with the favor of God on me. And guess what? Is that shield is behind me. Nothing can come up from the backside. Nothing's coming in from the side. The reality is, is that every situation I encounter today, I'm going to use it to praise God. I'm going to use it to glorify God. I'm going to, I'm going to use my life to glorify my king. I live to glorify God and humiliate hell. I can't wait to humiliate hell again. It's so awesome. Let them that put their trust in Thee rejoice. Come on, get up on your feet. Get up on your feet and rejoice today. Let them ever shout for joy. Let them ever shout for joy. Let them ever shout for joy. Because You love them. Because You are their defense. You are their future. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to just close your eyes and bow your head for just a minute. I just want us to pray one more prayer. If you're in this room this morning,